always playful, sometimes profound. It's Fresh Catch 2.0 with David Dean and Dave Ron. Good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Dave Ron with my buddy David Dean. It's Fresh Catch 2.0, and uh, we are uh, miles and miles apart. Although, David, you are uh, you're going to jump on a plane. And maybe can can you get the pilot to just do a, a flyby from thirty thousand and just kind of wave at me as you soar overnight over overhead my location near Denver on your way to the Mount Rainier Mount Rainier excuse me yeah and uh, and uh, the Great Northwest no that's that might be in the trajectory of that that flight pattern um, going right over Colorado it's Fort Wayne to Atlanta our favorite airport, and then uh, a straight shot from Atlanta, uh, far east to the far west. So tonight when you're sleeping, think of me as I take what's going to feel like a, a nine-hour flight yeah, wow. to the Pacific Northwest tonight. So 10 o'clock arrival means 1 a.m. at home. So my I'm not even on the plane. My body feels it already. <laughs> but you're getting in in time that you can sleep in and your yeah. gig is tomorrow night and uh is it in oregon is it uh yeah Washington? two nights uh yeah two nights friday night saturday night in uh the portland area and then sunday night will be in uh somewhere in the state of washington just to the to the north of and it's it's Split in half by the lovely Columbia River, so this it's, is it's a beautiful river. geography nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, Portland is among the cities in the in the country that, uh, I, and I don't say this very off very often or of very many places. Uh, it it kind of intimidates me. Mm. Is there is there any chance? I mean, do you know what I mean by that? There's something. So unique about Portland, uh, its vibe, the feeling, the culture. Maybe it's just, maybe it's not unique, but it's certainly different than where I've lived and grown up all my life. Yeah, there's the West Coast, California. It's it's free spirit. That's free spirit. But then there's where free spirit was born. <laughs> that's 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 portland you know you always think of the the guys with long beards and flannel shirts and um crocs and you know living up on a on a tree branch and uh <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like most of our youth pastors doesn't it <laughs> exactly <laughs> but no there's a there's a freedom i mean yeah. it's uh it's a unique it's a it's a a unique culture for sure. Pacific Northwest is the yeah. It's, it's, uh, so so have have you been up there? I mean, is it I now mm -hmm. you know the old will David Dean play in Portland? That's the question. You know, oh. the eager listeners and some of you are praying listeners, so please pray that he can play well and uh, be funny and <laughs> it translates. But tell me how that works. How did how does a Midwest guy yeah. get to get up there? Uh, well, it's I, I'm partnering with my good friends at Marriage Date Night, and so we do these events across the country. It's two comedians uh, and a, a musician designed for couples to get away from the kids and life and have a night out. And so that's that's where we're at. The the great thing about this trip is you always, whenever you're in Seattle, you try to get to the um, 
that, that fish market. They've got an incredible fish market. It just the seafood is. Yeah, when you get older, you know the show is secondary. The first thing you think about is, hey, <laughs> is there an outback? <laughs> where's Where's the nearest red lobster? So, so you're saying that your your pre trip preparation has you more likely to go on online and just look look for the the restaurants and the, and the shows in town. What's interesting. <laughs> Not looking for uh, what's ticket sales like and who's what's the room look no nothing like that oh no I want to go eat at a one of the local one of the local diners and uh, I do that's funny you say that because it's the truth I get the link to my hotel and I go to Google Maps and I look and see what's what's within walking distance where I can just that's funny he's like do you do you like to eat by yourself I said you know I kind of do. I kind of do. Just okay. My phone is my date. Your phone, you know, so you're eating by yourself, and you're kind of keeping up on your phone, right? You, yeah. You're, you're engaging in, and uh, I heard earlier this morning, um, and I know the number is—I don't know the exact number, but it was around twenty-five hundred that the that we touch our phones twenty-five hundred times a day. Wow. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So it's a it's per it's, day. Yes, every day, every day. That's the average that people touch their phones, and it's uh, twenty five hundred again is a rounded number because uh, I can't remember exactly what the citation was. Um, but the the fascinating wow. thing is that came up during a a very intense prayer call led by of of all led by somebody who's a legend in the national prayer movement circles who cut his teeth at his. His home base for praying is is uh, has been Portland. Mm. Uh, so Mike Higgs is his name, mm. but uh, but on that call in that prayer time, Debbie Bersina from Dare to Share uh, said that, and then she translated it this way: Wouldn't it be cool if every time we touched our phone, we also felt and asked Lord that you would touch us? Hmm. That's, so that's a great analogy. It is a great times. analogy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That is cool. Huh. Can I throw out a little interesting uh bit of information to you as well? Yes. It, it, it's, it's a February, February, first February fax time right now. Yeah, go ahead. Uh Puxtatani Phil saw his shadow today. Yes. Which means six more weeks of winter. Oh. And then he walked across the road and got hit by a service truck. <laughs> Which means twelve more weeks of winter. <laughs> I made that part up, but wouldn't it be funny if if, if that happened? <laughs> so, so you're right. I mean, whatever Puxitani Phil does, immediately those who interpret such things are scurrying. They're putting their heads together, ignoring the groundhogs for a moment, <laughs> just for a second. There, because yeah. they're excitedly. Plotting what this means, right? <laughs> the length of his shadow, how long he saw his shadow, whether uh -huh. he was happy about seeing his shadow, and they're doing that in the meantime. You hear the brakes. <laughs> hey, oh. hey, hey, get get the groundhog. What? Oh. Hey, get get the shovel. Scoop the scoop the groundhog off the. I've never been able to say that that creature's name right. <laughs> is it is it Puxta Puxta Hunt Puxta Tani? You did pretty There's good. There's two words I struggle with. 
Pucks the ton, honey and Worcestershire char, char sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and say those two words. <laughs> Could I pour some Worcestershire char sauce well, on Puxatani's? I think I think Puxatani Phil. Puxatani. I think that one is you need to be precise with, but I think that the advice were the other one. Is go really fast and pretend it's just two syllable, syllables. <laughs> Worcester, Worcester, Worcesters. <laughs> kind of like yeah, Worcester. It's not New Orleans. It's Nolans. It's one <laughs> exactly. syllable. Nolans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just you compress it. And and uh, what I learned about uh, this as it relates to uh, uh, Old Testament, New Testament names, Greek and Hebrew. Just do it. Mm-hmm. With confidence, nobody knows the answers. <laughs> just say it. Just you're, you're looking at. I mean, there are people who who don't want to read scripture in public because they're so concerned about how they're going to mis misinterpret, <laughs> misread somebody. Yeah, yeah. What was uh, what was the uh, the the kid that was uh, the, this is scripture, not me. It was it was crippled and came. To the table of, of <laughs> David Mephibosheth. Yeah, that's it. I think it's Mephibosheth. <laughs> Mephibosheth. That's yeah. always a tough one to get. Out. It is. I'm it not is. sure. Even if he could walk, you know, you still have trouble saying Mephibosheth. Yeah. Yeah. Mephibosheth. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I think the name was probably more of a burden than not being able to walk. <laughs> deep, deep. Do you? I mean, there's that famous line from a C.S. Lewis. I think his third Chronicles of Narnia. It opens up. There once was a boy named Eustace, and he deserved. Oh, <laughs> uh, the fact that Mephibosheth couldn't walk—that's the least of his worries. Right. right, right. School first day of school. Roll call. Bill. Larry. <laughs> Mephib. <laughs> oh my! Yeah. So I mean, how you imagine Jesus and in, in encountering him and asking, "Do you want to get well?" And he goes, could you, first, could you just change my name? Could you just give me a new name? Can I be Mikey?" <laughs> I'm I'm at a restaurant a couple of days ago, meeting a buddy for lunch. I walk through. Somebody yells. From across the restaurant, so you don't like to read Christmas cards and letters. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it's an avid listener. Uh, shout out to Nadine Brown. She has an incredible oh. business in lovely Markle, Indiana. If you want a woman yeah. to cook you up some cookies, and Nadine Brown of the of the Brown family from Union Church, I think, right? Am I fair? Is I that right? Whole whole fam right there at the table at this restaurant, and uh, she yells at me. Come over, I said, "You got to refresh my memory." And she says, "I I listen." And this is her words, not mine. She says, I listen to your, you and Dave's podcast every night before I go to bed. I said, Sometimes, I've heard this before. Does it put you to sleep? She says, no, it's just it's relaxing. So, uh, Nadine, if you're listening to this uh, as you get ready to go to sleep, uh, sleep well, good night, and what I wouldn't do for a dozen chocolate chip cookies. But, but yeah, she said, 
and she called me out. <laughs> you and Dave don't like to read the the Christmas cards <laughs> that come in. So her sister, Cindy, who's my age, is sitting right there, and she cranks out like a book at Christmas time, an update, and she looks at me bewildered, almost like in oh, pain. No. Oh, you no. don't, you don't, <laughs> Cindy. I read yours. Not, I'm backtracking now. <laughs> I'm doing a song and dance. <laughs> I said, Cindy, listen, I, we read your card, but most cards come in. We don't. <laughs> oh my. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a, you know, sometimes self-awareness comes because we've uh, wisely reflected and, and been open to things on ourselves. Other times it's, it just, it hits us like that service truck at the at the groundhog today. Hit the groundhog, yeah. And and the thing is, with with a a podcast like what you and I do, you got to be careful when you name drop or when you tell a story or mm. you tell a story about somebody. This is a small town. Well, you're in a small town, and you're going to run into a listener who's like, "Hey, I need to clarify something," and then you start uh-oh. the defense mechanism kicks in. You're like, "Oh boy, what did I yeah. say? What did I do?" <laughs> you you i mean david you've you've lived with that kind of feedback loop of intense criticism all your life oh, i mean that's your yeah. that's your career that's the joy of doing gigs and pisses up <laughs> <laughs> where am i going <laughs> portland i'll just say portland instead of pacific <laughs> No, I think I think it's on record. I think everybody knows what you really think of where you're going. You like it, to do uh, comedy where it's it, far away and you'll never see the people again. You can step on toes. Hey, here's yeah. my email, but I'm not going to address any, you know, comments after the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work with a podcast. You're dropping names. <laughs> so I don't care if I am in pissy poor Illinois, wherever you were going to say it. All I'm doing is checking out the restaurant scene anyway. That's what that's the takeaway. That's the takeaway we all have about, you know, pull the curtain back. What's it like? What how glamorous it must be to be a comedian to travel across the country all well, the time. You have to be able to you have to be able to pronounce where you're going for starters. There you go. There you go. It's a good thing there's apps for such things right now. Oh, I'm telling you. Yeah, so six more weeks of winter. That's that's the takeaway from this podcast. And we bring, we like to bring the news to our listeners. We like <laughs> to share the heavy duty life altering <laughs> moments. In case your camera wasn't attuned to the goings on, <laughs> in is the town named Puxatani? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, I, I just happened to read the the headline right before uh, we went on on the show here, but uh, I don't I don't believe it's uh, no, it's probably a, a city I'll never be able to, to pronounce anyway. So well, it's somewhere in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a rural area, but I don't think it's the town's name. I think that's the name of the groundhog. I'm, I'm guessing they've they've built a bit of a. Uh... Uh, of a commerce around around oh. this event, don't you think? No, I, you're exactly right. And uh, if you've ever seen Groundhog Day with Bill Murray, where he just relives the same day over and over, uh, 
yeah, they, they, they make an event out of that. And there's, there's, there, you're right. There's, there's commerce involved to go so, see a groundhog. What a waste. You know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't raised in a, a rural environment. I was raised in small, medium sized cities. I remember as a kid playing in the, and things like alleys and even, you know, mm-hmm. walking through the, through the streets and biking to the, the park that was in with, with the fence and things like that. So that was my setting for all of my upbringing until our first year of marriage, which was also the first year of uh, college graduation, where um, in order to do Youth for Christ ministry, uh, both in Elmhurst High School in Fort Wayne, in the city, and in Norwell High School in rural Wells County, Mm-hmm. I, I lived in a location uh, in between, in small Zanesville, Indiana, mm-hmm. yeah. which is probably where I first became acquainted with the Brown family and Union Church and all folks like that. Mm-hmm. And I lived I lived um, on a farmer's mill property. So I was a bit out a bit, and uh, I, I was getting, frankly, I was just a city guy, clueless. But one of the things I remember, uh, driving with uh, 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 Fred Martin one time. Um, shout Fred, out, shout Fred, out to Fred Martin. Fred, Fred, Fred's passed now, but Fred owned the house. I, I do apologize, Fred. He, he owned, owned, the, owned the property. Uh, was a generous person. They loved us. Let us live there for four years, rent free, as mm-hmm. a con- uh, contribution to the ministry. And but uh, we're making our way through the back roads, and there's a groundhog that crossed the way. Mm. And he and he swerved to try to hit it. <laughs> to, to try to hit it. Oh, that, do some damage. That was the rule. He, I mean, I was, I thought he was just kidding. No, no. There, I mean, I was instantly upgraded that if you're if you're gonna be a friend to the farmers at, around the area, you need to do your best to kill every groundhog you see, no matter what happens to your vehicle. Because they can do damage to a field, right? Apparently, I mean, up to, I mean, like you, I my my groundhog uh, knowledge was very small, and you know, I, you know, the the I mean, it's just a big old furry thing running around. But uh, yeah, I mean that that. So if the service t- truck took one out, uh, there's a whole uh, sector of our of our country that's going. Serves them right. That's a finally. Stupid, that's finally. a stupid thing. Anyway, we should. You know the the life of a a farmer is is uh, unique. It's interesting. Like like you, I was not brought up in a farming environment, but uh, my friends that were farmers, I mean, what they did on a farm. You know, when you're a teenager, that's that's eye opening. Like you said, a, get on a tractor or truck and try to hit a groundhog or to shoot you know an animal that's injured and and castrate pigs and all that stuff i mean you know when it came time for sex ed in school farmers you could tell the kids that were raised on a farm because they weren't shocked or surprised by anything but you know sex ed to a 14 year old boy as soon as you say that you know male female body parts are <laughs> and farmers are like well been doing doing that, cutting those things off since I was eight. <laughs> Not funny. There's nothing funny about it. There is something a little bit funny for me right now, thinking about Nadine Brown being able to relax and go to <laughs> go to sleep because we're talking about castrating pigs, too. That that 
that she, she just goes, ah, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's from, my world. Yeah. She comes from a farming family. This is old news to her. She needs to be a guest on here and explain to us. I hope I'm not ruining your cha- chances to get some free cookies here, brother. Hey, Nadine, what's in these cookies, by the way? <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a different world. It's a different lifestyle. And uh mm. thankful, thankful for our farmers and, and all the work. Man, oh man, that's a that's a rough life. We had friends that, you know, growing up, uh, they'd get done with basketball or football practice and went home and worked two more hours on the farm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, hard work ethic. Yeah, I uh I gotta call I gotta I gotta take a hard pivot here because I feel like this is a moment when we need to give some credit where credit's due. If you're a long time listener to uh, fresh catch, um, you've, you know, that one of the more common storylines has been um, the angst that David has experienced because his technology hasn't served him well. And uh, we complain about Wi-Fi, which is common no matter what, but the, but it's the, it's the microphone investment that he, he dropped some coin on and couldn't get any fruitfulness. But you might be um, really enjoying the the new uh, timber of oh, David's yeah. voice this morning. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's, yeah. And and uh, I I think as much as we celebrate that, we might be on to the solution that will last. And we need to give credit to Saint Betsy. Can can you do that, David? Can you explain what St. Betsy did that made uh, all the difference? Absolutely. One night this week, we're at the, the uh, kitchen table, and I just said, I'm, I will not rest until we figure out this, this microphone dilemma. So I'm plugging gadgets in and this setting and that setting and activate this and override that. And finally, she just walks up and takes a, a cord the headphones and puts it right in the device here in the in the mic actual microphone not the laptop but in the microphone itself and yeah we both this aha moment you know you hear the the angels in heaven there it is so shout out to the 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 executive producer of our show my at least my my end so that's it's fantastic. And and it reminds me of way too many times when somebody, oftentimes an in-law, oftentimes a father or a brother-in-law, um, took me on a little ride with a problem that had just befuddled me mm. and just basically said, well, just do this to this. And it was a 30-second something. And it fixed it. Yes, it fixed it, and it and it put me in a posture of shame in my relationship mm-hmm. with them. Was that also Fred? That you know what? That's a good. I think maybe that's the connection that this morning. I think you're right. I can't even as you say that. I see Fred Martin looking at me with a mixture of pity and disgust. <laughs> Well, I'm 
I'm not, I'm, we're, we're zooming here as we podcast. I, I'm not looking at you with pity and disgust. I'm looking at you with curiosity because you're in Parker, Colorado, you and your bride hanging with your kids and grandkids and you're, you're staying in somebody else's home and right over your right shoulder, there's a picture of a woman that's not Susie Run. And so <laughs> I've been trying to continue this. Trying to stay focused. <laughs> As you're in someone else's home, you're kind of Airbnb in it, but there's a picture of somebody else. <laughs> That's her right there. Boy, I... the distraction, the whole, the whole podcast. I can't focus. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's a great point. That is, this is the second year we've done that, and I think we uh, we did spend the uh, the bulk of our first week last year uh, walking around the house and and trying to get to know a family we still have not yet met. This is the glory of of wait, wait. you and Susie just did like a little tour of the house. Exactly. Room going, room. Oh, I, and, and you kind of, and then you you wonder back stories that now this must be their grand kids or this right you know because uh we're praying for them and and yet we haven't met them and uh i they have uh they have scandinavian roots that much okay. i know yeah okay they're, they're, they're proud proud norwegians <laughs> do you do you feel it's safe to like look in the fridge and go through cabinets and get behind the counter and, and peek around or how does that how does that work? <laughs> uh, you're you're killing me right now because I am in the midst of a of a of a a real angst here. Uh, uh, about a week ago, I was using their treadmill. Okay, <laughs> and um, and about a mile and a quarter into my walk on the treadmill, it immediately stopped, practically throwing me on my face. Oh no! And um, and I blew a circuit on the treadmill. I thought, well, that's okay. I'll put it back in and we'll get it started cranking it up. and I can't get it cranked up. I mean, it, oh. it, everything, but the, the belt works. And, uh, here I am, uh, you know, living in this home for, for five, six weeks mm-hmm. at the generosity of people that I haven't met yet, who are mm-hmm. Christians who love Jesus and heard our story and wanted to kind of come alongside. And, uh, and I'm going, I, I can't leave this alone. I can't pretend that, it didn't have so uh, now you, leave, you, you can't leave a sticky note on the no. treadmill just a, a sad face but it don't took get me, on here sad face here's the thing it's it took me five days to get up the courage to text them hmm. and just to say hey i'm sorry i hey. i did this <laughs> and 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 basically say i you know what Susie, we got to bite the bullet we're going to pay for whatever it takes to get this thing fixed uh, and so I am fresh from that text exchange last night. And uh, simultaneously, once we're done podcasting, I will engage with the technician also, who I'm trying to get a quote from and see how I can get this work done and drop up probably about a $500 bill to get this thing fixed. Oh, no, really? Yeah. yeah. Is it really? Yeah. So I think you're not going to have to, you're not going to have to purchase a whole new treadmill for these strangers. You're just going to have to pay that. The, the tab to get it repaired. Right. Is there such thing as a treadmill repairman that makes a house visit and 
I think, yeah, you know what I've noticed, and this is maybe the advantage of being in a, in a larger metropolitan area, as I, as I uh, went online and, and changed my, uh, my website tabs from the Outback search, like you were talking about, you know, mm -hmm. all, all the food places nearby, uh, to uh, something like, you know, treadmill repairs, uh, I realized that there are a few people who specialize in fitness equipment repair. Mm. So it's not just treadmill. It's all things fitness equipment. Hmm. And um, yeah, he's going to charge 150 bucks to come to the house for diagnosis. And then another 150 the next time he comes back. Would you back do me a or... favor? When, when he comes to repair, would you <clears throat> be able to recall this story next week? And just tell me, here's the burning question I have. A treadmill repairman, are they plump? <laughs> <laughs> I will. That's a great. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you expect like trainers to be sure, fit, right, right? Zero body fat. Yeah, yeah. I just I just fix them. I don't get on them. You know. You gonna eat that? <laughs> That's a great question, and it tells me that the path between the entrance to the house and the treadmill. I need to. Um, I need to not. I need to clean it up, make sure that it doesn't look like you eat that. What, what was, what, what kind of people are you anyway? Don't you take care of yourselves? And do you dread, you dread if you have an encounter with one of those repairmen who want to lecture you on what you did wrong and there how you, you broke it. Yeah. I can't believe you. you. You hit that at four. No, you got to keep it at two. <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah, exactly. Oh, Easy peasy. I'll fix this and note yeah. it's still going to be 150 bucks. I'm gonna. I feel is like I'm. Gonna... Does a treadmill repairman talk like that? <laughs> <laughs> My guess. This is just again. We're gonna. This will be fun when when I actually meet the guy because now I'm gonna. Now I'm conjuring up this image. I'm creating a whole storyline, which is what we do, right? <laughs> That's we create right. the whole. What we, if <laughs> we got the character? I got. Now I got Fred Martin as the treadmill guy. He's the guy that's going to come, and he's not. He's going to say very few words, mm -hmm. but most of what he says will be eye contact, and it will be a mixture of pity <laughs> and disgust. Right. <laughs> you got to be the dumbest guy in Colorado. I can't believe yeah. uh, you, you. You can't. You can't hold on to that wire ever. Get a break. You can't do it. <laughs> I, I part of it is I imagine as they pull out of the driveway after the visit, they're just shaking their head, going, "I don't feel bad at all about taking too much money from that guy." You know, he deserves to be he deserves to be fleeced. You know, there's some <clears throat> some customers we we don't hose, but that guy we can hose him. You you can tell he's from the Midwest. What a what a wagon. <laughs> he probably never once swerved his little Honda SUV out of the way to kill off one of them hissy kind of groundhogs. This has been Fresh Catch 2.0. Can't wait to have you join us next time.